happy Thanksgiving week. Over here in the States, we are going into a week of gratitude and I, it just wouldn't be right if I didn't start this week off by saying thank you to you all. I am so honored to be here and getting to have this podcast and connect with so many of you, like I honestly have to pinch myself, friends. I am so grateful for this and yeah, thank you for all of you who who buy the products and buy the, the services that support this podcast. Thank you for those of you who send me love and let me know about your story and just let me in on your journey. I, it's really such a cool place to be. So happy gratitude week to you and know that I am so so grateful for each and every one of you. Okay, so it is, like I mentioned, holiday week here, and this is episode number three of our Happy Holiday Eating series. And I think at the beginning of this, I said that it was a three-episode series, and (laughs) I got into it, and I was like, oh, I have more to say. I can't help myself. There's so many things to cover. So this is episode number three and was supposed to be the final one, but I'm going to do one more for you guys next week. So the first week we actually talked about mindful eating and how to do this so we don't overeat or battle guilt this holiday season. The second week we talked about how to politely decline. Learning to say no is super hard for those of us who take extra care and caution of other people's feelings, which I think is most of you listening. And we do that oftentimes at the expense of our own needs. And so learning how to say no to holiday foods that you don't want so you can say yes without guilt to the ones you do want is, it's really life-changing. So if you didn't listen to either of those, go check those out. Those are the last two weeks. And then next week, this bonus episode or this extra one, <laughs> we're going to be talking about reframing and re-energizing, driving, <laughs> re-energizing your fuel plan this holiday season, talking about how we can mix up some healthier, happier recipes into some of the things we're already doing, pull in some of the seasonal stuff like you know, we're going into December next week, or I guess not next week, in two weeks. Can you believe that? Like, what? 2022, where did you go? It was like 2020 went so slow, and then it's been on fast forward since then. So anyways, we're going to take a minute, and we are going to find some really cool ways to sparkle up our fuel plan this last month of the year. But as for today, we are talking about a really big one. What if I gain weight? So my mission today is two part. It's one to help you manage your thoughts around this fear so that we actually prevent this all or nothing thinking, which in effect prevents extreme weight changes. So I'm talking about like that all or nothing mentality that leads to either overeating or restricting and it causes us to be in a different size clothing come January 1st. So I wanna prevent some of the mindset that I think sets us up for that. And then the second part is talking about how to accept some of these small fluctuations that are very natural and normal this time of year. Friends, it is a very, very normal thing to have a Thanksgiving meal, enjoy it, feel really, really full, and then maybe it may be a little puffy the next day because we have more sodium in there. You know, maybe we um, ate foods we don't normally eat. And so our gut's like, what the heck did you do? But here's the really cool thing. When we are empowered eaters, we know we can trust our body and that it will pass. So I'm going to be covering both of those today. And if you're thinking like, I really want to solidify my empowered eating journey, Food Foundations is my signature program where I teach you how to feel strong and confident and trust your body without obsessing over food or wasting time on another failed diet. Because how many, how many times have we spent time and money and energy on diets that just 
fail us. No, I want you to be here with the real deal and learn empowered eating. And, and for all of you who are in Food Foundations, so this is if you, if you bought the program back in January of, when did I start it? January 2021. I have a little secret special something for all of you who are in there. So this has been on my heart to give and serve and support you all at a greater capacity. And I've seen a need through the Food Foundations course and I wanna give that to you. So any of you who are currently enrolled, be sure to check your email from me this week. I've got all the details being sent to you. And if you're in there, you can go ahead and look at the welcome or congrats module. I'll have the details in the Food Foundations e-course as well. I'm so excited for you guys to see it. Let me know what you think. Alrighty, we are getting ready for today. We are talking about that one thing most people fear over the holidays, weight gain. While this is a challenging topic, I'm here with you to face it head on so it does not steal one ounce of holiday joy from you this season. You guys ready for this? Hey, awesome. Yeah, I'm talking to you. I know you're ready to stop falling into diet culture traps and finally put together a realistic plan on how to boost your energy. You might feel stuck because you can't quite kick the chocolate habit. The whole body love thing isn't getting the job done. Or maybe you're at an impasse because you are pushing it in the gym, but you can't figure out how and what to eat. How many times have you Googled best diet and found that the latest trend has failed you? Hey girl, I'm Jess registered dietitian, wife, mama, and total science and nutrition research junkie. I too used to be stuck in the cycle of insecurity and never feeling like my body was good enough. Then I tried to fix it with food only to end up right back where I started. I did some really hard work. I found food freedom, but then I was confused on how to eat healthy and get fit without falling back into diet culture crazy. I wish someone would have taught me the difference between discipline and obsession. I wanted to be the healthiest version of myself by balancing healthy eating with food freedom. Like how do I actually eat healthy, get fit, and have donuts with my kids? It wasn't until I figured out this awesome balance between discipline and permission, the art of intentional eating with sprinkles of flexibility. The empowered eating model was born. Here on the show, we nix diet culture while creating values-based health goals. We reconnect with how our body responds to food through biofeedback, all the while figuring out a plan on how to get healthy and fit without sacrificing the most meaningful parts of life. Sustainability doesn't mean never eating your favorite foods again. I mean, pizza is life, right? (laughs) We are here to finally not just feel comfortable, but confident in our body. I am so excited to fuel your awesome with empowered eating. Head on over to JessBrownRD.com and grab my three steps to empowered eating guide totally free or hop onto my e-course food foundations to get the step-by-step deets on how I got here. All right, you ready to take your inner awesome to the next level? So grab that cup of coffee, lace up those running shoes because girl, it's time to go. Okay, friends, I want to start by sharing this breakthrough story a client of mine had. She gave me permission to share, but to protect her privacy, I'm just going to call her Blair. I'm going to call her Blair because I love Gossip Girl. (laughs) Uh, So Blair, she had a 20-plus year history of fighting with her body and her weight. I think many of us can relate to that. But when she came to me at the beginning of the year, she was exhausted. She had spent so much time, energy, money, emotion on diets and supplements and workouts and products all in the name of weight loss and she was just exhausted she was tired she didn't want to count calories anymore and so she decided to reach out to me because she's like I want to do it different Jess like I want to learn this empowered eating way so fast forward 10 months and it was a 
it was a 10 months that she worked really, really hard. So I don't want to discount that, but I want to let you know where she landed. She met with me yesterday and she shared with me this groundbreaking revelation that she had. While she was someone who wanted to lose weight, at the beginning of the year, her and I made a plan to actually put away the scale. And I promised her I would help her do all the things to help her feel better in her body, even lose weight. But I asked her to trust me, trust the process, and ultimately trust herself instead of this number. And I knew we couldn't do that work if she was constantly seeing that number. So I asked her to put it away and she was a little hesitant, (laughs) like who wouldn't be, right? It's been a long time that she'd been hopping on that scale, but eventually she decided and committed to do it. And actually to help her ease this transition, she purchased something called a clear step scale, which is one of my favorite tools to work and use with clients. And what it is, is it's a scale that you can take home and you weigh yourself at home, but there's no number that pops up. Instead, it goes to to my database. And so this way we can actually review, if we're looking at the numbers, we can review them together in person. And we can also look at trends over time instead of one data point. But in her case, it was more like a safety net. She knew somebody was paying attention to her weight. I promised I'd let her know if you know the worst case scenario happened and her fears came true. I promised I'd always talk to her honestly and openly about it. But it, it just helped in that transition in letting it go. Now, when we first did this, it was pretty strange to her. Like she felt like something was missing. But as time went on, she expressed a, a big feeling of relief. She felt like this weight was taken off her shoulders. And this is where I start to get super excited. So Blair suddenly had the space to explore what I call biofeedback, or in other words, what your body says about food and exercise and how you're caring for it. She had the space to start picking up on her hunger and satiety cues. Where she used to let a number on the scale dictate her hunger and satiety cues, she now didn't have that number. She didn't have that thing to calibrate her hunger and satiety cues. She had no choice but to lean in and listen and learn from her body. Now, it took time. It took patience. Like I said, it was 10 months of hard work. But hearing her yesterday, she expressed to me how it was all worth it. She told me this. She said, Jess... I wear a wide range of pant sizes. In some brands, I wear this size, and in other brands, I wear that size. And for the longest time, when I put on larger pant sizes, I thought I was the problem. If I ever put on these larger pant sizes, I would jump on the scale, and if the scale was at all up, whether it was half a pound or three pounds or whatever it was, if it was at all up, I would immediately make my body the issue, tell my body something was wrong with it. And then I would start a week with less food, high hunger, harder workouts, and like miserable workouts, not just like the good kind of hard, but the ones where you feel like you're punishing yourself. And then she had poor body image. She said, what I didn't realize and what I realize now is that my body was never the problem. It was the clothes that were different. It wasn't her body. She said that she was not allowing fluctuation to happen and instead was quickly jumping to conclusions that she had gained weight and that something was wrong with her body all because of that number on the scale. And again, it could have been like a 0.5 pound change. Now, clinically speaking, changes like that, anything honestly from one to about five pounds, I don't even react to anymore because there are so many things that cause the body to change and fluctuate. But in her case, she saw that as failure and it followed with some of that cycle of like restrictive eating, negative associations with workouts, feeling bad in the clothes she put on. 
But she had this shift in thinking and she was quickly able to see that her body wasn't the problem. She was never able to make this connection because she didn't have the space from those numbers that allowed herself to actually learn and listen to her body. The coolest part, okay, so this is where I get a little bit deeper. The coolest part about all this is that Blair learned to listen and trust her body more than the scale, more than her pant sizes, more than any measurement. And while she was still working on improving her health, like she's actually in the healthiest spot she's ever been. She is so strong. You should see her skin. She has this beautiful glow to her skin. She has healthy hair, her confidence, like she just radiates it now. And you know, I, we don't focus on this, but she did lose a little bit of weight just kind of naturally. She wasn't focusing on it or counting calories. So anyways, She learned to trust her body instead of all those external numbers. The difference was is that she was coming from this more empowered sense of motivation. It wasn't shame-based anymore. Then I almost cried. Here's the deeper part. Because she told me that in learning to trust herself and her body, it was life-changing. She also learned to trust herself in other areas. So Blair had recently re-entered the dating world. And for a time, she would not agree to a date. She wouldn't accept someone's invitation on her dating apps without her friends or her coworkers approving her date and saying that this was a good choice. The last month, she made all her own decisions. She picked her own dates. She said she walked into work and her coworker was like, wait, you went on a date? You didn't tell me. Like the coworker was kind of surprised. You just did it all on your own. And she said it was the best date she had ever been on. She said it was the best because for the first time, she trusted herself and her own intuition instead of those around her. And guess what? She's still dating the guy. (laughs) It's so cool. She didn't realize that this distrust in her body, it actually ran deeper. And in healing the trust with her body, she was actually able to better trust herself. Isn't that amazing? So beautiful. Blair, I am just sending you the biggest hug and you brought me to tears when we met because it was so cool to hear your transition. So friends, all this to say, I want you to experience this level of faith that Blair found in her own body. And the holidays, while they are trying time, there truly is no better time to put our empowered eating skills to the test and really learn to lean in to trusting our own body. So I have two key points for you today. And I want to invite you to take these two tips into the holidays so you too, like Blair, can grow in your own empowered eating journey. Okay, you ready for it? Tip number one, stand assured and confident in your top three healthy habits that you've committed to maintain. So on Halloween, I actually dropped an episode. It was entitled, Do You Swing From Restriction to Overeating? What to Do Differently This Holiday Season? And we talked about committing to your top three healthiest, easiest habits. The three things that make you feel your most energetic, healthiest self and that you actually enjoy doing. Like it's just kind of a part of what you do now. These top three habits are probably things you likely don't even give yourself credit for anymore. Like it's just what you do. So the intention here is to give yourself confidence by doing these things and committing to them through the holiday season. Schedules are chaotic and we're all over the place. Our weekly rhythm gets thrown off, but here's the key is that we hold true to those core three and make sure they're still happening. This is a commitment to ourselves. This is our date to ourselves. And ultimately this is where we solidify some of the hard work that we've already put into our health journey all year long. We keep it in this final four to six weeks of the year. This is the discipline side, the intentionality side. So I'm here today to remind you of your top three, whatever those were that you picked, or maybe you didn't listen to it, go back and listen to it, but let's pick your top three and stay strong and committed to them as we go into the month of December. For me, this is my workout routine, mindfully eating desserts and making one of my three meals a veggie-based meal. 
And I got to tell you, as I was preparing for this podcast, I totally realized yesterday I have my pumpkin. I made these pumpkin cookies. They're my favorite. Oh, I love them. But I have them in my office right now. And so I was at the office and I was just buzzing around. It was a busy day. And I found myself just reaching for those and grabbing them because they were there. I was not truly tasting them. I wasn't thoroughly enjoying them. I was just eating them because they were there. So I did not stay committed to one of my top three yesterday, but knowing that these were my top three helped me to readjust and I'm definitely going to be more focused on that today. So this is tip number one, stand assured and confident in your top three healthy habits that you are carrying into the next six weeks and you're committing to. Number two is to accept fluctuation. Friends, normal fluctuation is anywhere from one to five pounds in a given day. I mean, people's body changes, and and I've seen some people fluctuate up to seven pounds. I mean, it is crazy how dynamic our bodies are. And when weight changes like this during one day or overnight, it is not reflective of a constant change. Rather, it's much more likely that that change is capturing a fluctuation. This is based on your environment, not based on your body. You didn't do anything wrong. It's just part of the process. Our body is so dynamic in nature, but yet we think our body's the problem. It's not. So rather than saying our body's the issue here, I want to invite you to shift and accept this fluctuation because of the circumstance. I would expect that the day after Thanksgiving or after traveling, after a late night, after maybe drinking alcohol or having a larger meal before bed, all of these things, we can assume and safely say that we are going to wake up feeling maybe puffier, that scale is going to be higher, but where we can start to weave in trust in our body and giving ourselves space for that fluctuation is expecting it, anticipating it, and then returning to tip number one, maintaining your top three. Friends, this is how we avoid that all or nothing mentality. And this is, I think, key to preventing that long-term weight gain that does happen to a lot of folks over holiday season. Nobody gains weight because they had one larger meal at Thanksgiving, or in my case, I have like a large meal and then have a large like second dinner later on and dessert. No, I mean, even that being a lot, nobody gains weight from that one period, that less than 24 hours. Even though it's more and my weight might be up the next day and I feel puffy and bloated, my body just doesn't flip a switch and suddenly stop metabolizing food because I've gone over my threshold for that one day. That doesn't cause holiday weight gain. What causes holiday weight gain is when we get up that next morning and we do feel that ick. And then instead of going back to our top three or continuing to just take care of our bodies the way we normally do, we decide to, one of two things happens. Either we decide to get on that restrict, overeat, merry-go-round. So we, we say like, oh, I got to pay for last night. I'm going to restrict, 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 and not eat. And then, then inevitably we're hungry because we're human. <laughs> and so we end up overeat, overeating, and then we're back on that restrict, overeat, merry-go-round. So that's one. Or the other is that like we just throw in the towel. We're like, oh, I feel crappy. I ate all that stuff yesterday at Thanksgiving. So I'm just going to you know, I'm just going to enjoy the holidays and I'll get back to it in the new year. Anybody else guilty of that? I've so done that before. But can you hear the all or nothing lens on either of those two responses there? So instead of jumping on one of those two all or nothing trains, let's see if we can work through the holidays by doing these two things, keeping our top three and accepting some fluctuation, even anticipating it. And then when it happens, instead of going all or nothing extreme, you know what? We just go back to our top three and we carry on and we learn to build trust in our body. 
to get to this place of trust, we have to give ourselves a bit of grace, which is accepting the fluctuation while continuing to care for it. And this, in this case, we're talking about staying committed to those top three. This is that balance of discipline with sprinkles of flexibility that I love to talk about. It's that balance of grit and grace. This is where we become empowered eaters. I dare you, I triple dog dare you. Actually, my son told me you can break those. I quadruple dog dare you. Apparently that's the one these days that kids can't deny. (laughs) I quadruple dog dare you to try this method the next six weeks. We go into Thanksgiving and we wrap up November and walk into December. Watch how it frees up space for joy because you aren't in combat or constant battle with your body. You are instead learning to trust it. And with that trust comes a great, wonderful level of peace. Friends, that's the equanimity that we have been looking for all year long. If you listen to my first episode this year, I shared that my word for the year was equanimity, which isn't that a beautiful word? It essentially means just carrying this level of peace despite external circumstances. And so that's what we're after here today. I am wishing for all of you as we go into Thanksgiving week and the last month of the year, I'm wishing equanimity for each and every one of you, especially when it comes to food in your body. I'm praying you find more peace and body gratitude this week than you ever have before. Cheers, my very sweet friends. I'm sending you an extra grateful hug this week and happy holiday eating. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you liked today's episode, the best way you can thank me is head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome Podcast, leave a review and subscribe. Then take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. And if you're looking for more resources, be sure to check out my website, JessBrownRD.com. I've got info on my e-course, Fuel Her Awesome Food Foundations, my 10-step ebook on how to beat body bullying, and so much more. I cannot wait to chat with you babes again. Until next time, cheers and happy eating.